Hey there, I'm Andrew Ainsworth, a proud supporter of Sword and Laser, thanks to Patreon.com. It's easy to set up, and what do you get out of it? Endless geeky bantering about the latest sci-fi and fantasy books. So if you want to help out, head over to Patreon.com slash Sword and Laser. Give a little, and get a lot of Veronica mispronouncing things. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Mary. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And this is a special episode, Veronica, because we are merely giving you the wrap-up of Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits by David Wong, uh, because the way the calendar landed, we, we didn't have the ability to wrap it up last week. And then it would have been December 7th before we would have been able to wrap it up. So so we just, we both had a little extra time in the schedule. Gosh darn you. Judeo-Christian calendars. Messing everything up. Is that the right calendar? I don't even know. One of those calendars. Gregorian calendars. Is that a calendar? Gregorian? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's a calendar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But this is not the not the not the not the the Jewish calendar. That's different. well. The holidays are not calendar related. The holidays are put Some onto are. calendars. So I want to say something funny. So I use an app called Flux uh, on my laptop to control the screen brightness, and uh, I had paused it because I was trying to do something in a photo editing software, and it just turned on. So all of a sudden. My entire screen just dimmed and got darker and darker, and it felt like I was going into some kind of like state, like drug-induced state, where like my vision was pinpricking into a point, single point of light. Are you there? Are you there, Veronica? Ah, oh, stressful. Got to turn that off. Everything's yellow now. That's weird. We were all yellow. You like how I That's talked the... about how like I didn't want to derail the podcast by talking <laughs> I was about stuff bring it in the up. beginning, and then I just completely derailed <laughs> the podcast the show, not once but twice. Before the show, Veronica said, "Don't derail me in the intro because I want to be a professional. <laughs> I want to be a professional podcaster this time, just this once." Hey, Look, uh, speaking of professionalism, professional. what yeah. are you what are you drinking? I'm drinking Cake Bread Cellars 2012 Cabernet Sauvignon. I love cake bread. Cake bread is actually one of the only um, Chardonnays that I will tolerate. We are fans. God, I sound so. <laughs> we also like the Chardonnay from Cake Bread down here in the south of California. Uh, no, we, we we like that. We were introduced to Cake Bread through that Chardonnay as well. And we thought, well, let's try their Cabernet. And it's quite tasty, I have to say. I'm drinking the same thing I drink every week, Tom. Bullet rye. Yeah. Okay. That brought us back. Thank you for drinking some bourbon, some rye whiskey. Someone's got to be the man here. <laughs> Let's let you just swap it around. It's fine. It's fine. I'm having wine. We're gender I'm proud fluid of here. It. It's no big deal. Yeah. Everything's cool. We live in the future. V, v are fine with it. Which book was that? That they did the V? That was, um, um, now I can't remember. Um, oh my gosh. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, uh was that the Kim justice Stanley Robinson? no was it kim stanley robinson no ancillary justice just said she for everything oh that's right that was cool yeah the future is female um or whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> um yeah i can't remember what that what book that was now because there was he she and v right i think it might have been kim stanley robinson but not 
not the one we read recently. Maybe twenty three twelve. And did you did you read that? You read Aurora. that on your own, right? Yeah. Maybe okay. that's why you don't remember. Because it's probably that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm sure someone will tell us in our uh, Goodreads thread the way many people tried to tell us how to pronounce Miffany Thomas's name. And I don't think anyone, maybe one person, actually got it right as to the way it's said in the book itself. Oh, like it really? Tells, it tells you at the beginning of the Rook. I pronounce it a different way than the way it traditionally would be pronounced. I rhyme it with Tiffany. Uh, so there you go. So the author says that they rhyme it with Tiffany. Yeah. So I'm listening to the audiobook and I hear them say Miffany. And I'm like, Miffany. Oh, okay, that's interesting. And then immediately in the book, there's a there's a description of like, it's it's not, I don't pronounce it the traditional Welsh way. I pronounce it in a way that rhymes with Tiffany. I'm like, well, there you go. I like that. That's okay. All right. Well, that's that's good clarification there. That That's definitely helpful. But I digress to the Rook. That's next month's book. Let's move on to Wrapping Up Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits by David Wong. Uh, we, we went a lot into the problems people had with the book, uh, and we didn't wrap up the book because we hadn't finished it, but we both finished it now. Did finishing it change your perspective on Zoe at all? Um, you know, no, I don't think it changed my perspective on Zoe. Um, but I did, I did definitely have a moment of, of kind of laughing to myself a little bit because when we were discussing the book last week, I mentioned how it's very like this constant threat of rape. And that is something that comes back time and time again. And it was probably the one thing that kind of bugged me about the book a little bit. And I understood why some of the readers in our group felt a little bit uncomfortable with it. Um, But I got to this line (laughs) and I highlighted it uh, as I was reading. Zoe said, it's like you have rape threat Tourette syndrome. (laughs) And she says that to Moloch. And I was like, yeah, okay. So that's definitely just part of his shitty character. Yeah. Like that's he thinks that that is and, and it really kind of solidified in my mind that this book was a, a huge conversation on kind of like the almost like men's rights activists and that vibe of like hyper masculinity and the need to like bring that back into society. And it felt like like a conversation about that, at least to me, as someone who feels constantly bombarded by those kinds of conversations on the Internet. Um, And there was a line, too, that I also uh, highlighted, um, which is uh, Molek is having a little bit of a of a soliloquy. He's he's kind of talking to the crowd and, and gets a little caught up in it. And he says, my name is Molek, boomed the voice. I am a man the likes of which you have never seen before. You could say that, in fact, I am no longer a man, but something more. I mean, I'm still a man in terms of gender. That's not what I meant when I said I wasn't a man. I'm all man, more man than you can possibly comprehend. I am well endowed. I am man on a level that you... just won't even believe it when you see it. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that David Wong is taking characters that we've all met on the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and putting them in cartoon bodies. Mm -hmm. Like these are not necessarily realistic depictions of people okay this is not this is not a gritty realistic drama you know Molek is is an exaggeration and and frankly all of the suits are also exaggerations. Zoe is the closest to a real person because she's your point of view, right? She's right. like, if you were in the story, you'd probably be Zoe. But even she 
is like a, a little too witty to believe sometimes. Yeah, she's she's got some real witty lines, which you know, for for me as someone who comes up with the best possible response for something like two hours later or six hours later, um, is is was was a little bit satisfying because she did get a few good quips in in the moment where I would have liked to have a quip ready. Uh, so I, I, I still enjoyed her very much as a character. Um, I, I did have some other favorite characters in the book as well. I really liked Andre. Um, I thought that he was super funny. Um, I liked his his, his cousin Trey, uh, the, the costume designer. Um, I liked Will. And in fact, uh, I, I one of my other favorite lines in the book is actually uh, spoken by Will when they're doing the kind of... Um, going back and forth uh, with uh, Molek about uh, Zoe's mother and trying to figure out like how to <laughs> compromise to, to, to find a solution they can all get behind. Um, and, and the line is, uh, Molek's video face said, counter, counter offer. You give me the gold. Zoe's mother goes in the ground. I get Zoe. I sever Zoe's spine, paralyzing her, then bury her in a different coffin with only 5,000 cockroaches. I broadcast the results on the Tabula Rasa skyline for the next month, yada, yada, yada. And then Will says, we don't feel like that's a good faith offer because it seems more like you're just trying to save money on cockroaches. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's a fun line. I laughed at that line. It's great. But again, these are not supposed to be real people, right? Yeah, these, are, yeah. these are characters who and and this is what I think I'm trying to get at with that. I'm, it's not a criticism of David Wong. I think what he's doing is really really clever. People on the internet aren't real people either. They don't act like it, right? Mm -hmm. Like when I go on Twitter and I post something, I'm my Twitter persona, right? And many other people go on Twitter, go on Facebook, and they play a part. And and we've talked about this millions of times in millions of distance, different situations that as soon as you confront a troll and if you can make them realize you're a real people, more often than not, they back down. Uh, and that's not always true. We, we know, but there is there. Everyone's playing a role on the internet. And I think what Wong did was said, okay, what if everybody acted like those roles? You know, what if there was the cool, calm negotiator? We know that that is a person in forum threads that I've been in. The person who has the wry cockroach comment, right? The, the person who's always just willing to like. I let's, feel let's like all that's you. Out. Maybe, I feel like you're normally that maybe guy. Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, and and there's also the tough guys, and then there's the tough good guys, and then there's the Molech type guys. So what if those people were unleashed into a lawless land like Tabula Rasa? Uh, and and interacted, what would happen? And I, I I think that's why it is a comment on how we interact online, because th these these are online personas that he has breathed life into and let run wild. Did you feel? How did you feel about the ending? Did you feel like it was a satisfying ending? Yes and no. Uh, I I I didn't want Zoe not to win. Mm-hmm. Right. So, of course, I'm, I'm glad that she survived. And it's I don't want to call it Pat, but having her and Will have some sort of relationship there at the end is something that seemed to be signaled all the way through. Mm -hmm. And I expected something else than like, that. Like what? I don't know. I would, if I had no, if I knew, then I would also be expecting that. 
True. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I expected to be surprised is what I'm trying to say. That's why I don't have an answer to that question. Uh, and that doesn't mean I'm disappointed, but it does mean that I, I was unsurprised. Yeah. Yeah. It was it. I, I it, it, it took a little bit longer to wrap up than I expected, maybe. Um, yeah, it was it was too. pretty like down to the wire there, like towards the very end of the book. I was like, oh, man, like this is still pretty. A lot of intense stuff is still happening right up until the, the very bitter end. Um, but I did the, the violence towards the ending got even for me a little bit intense, a little bit mm-hmm. more than I would have liked, perhaps. Um I, I think a lot of our, our listeners were excited to kind of have a, a comic booky, um, high concept kind of fun, funny read uh, right now. But I think for me, the, the violence mitigated some of that a little bit. It wasn't quite the the comedy romp I was maybe hoping for. Um, but hey, violence is right in the name, as we, yeah. as we kind of said. Uh, I just didn't a, expect a it to be quite less, so literal. A little less Super Friends and a little more Watchmen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, but overall, I really did like it. I, I, I don't know if I'd give it a five stars, um, but I, I, I thought the humor was, was pretty clever. Um, I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the kind of idea of the future where this, there's this almost trial city uh, where people are just kind of watching it bloom and grow and, and see where it goes um, without a lot of oversight from, from the government or law um, and, and what that would look like in the age of the near future of our, of our current existence. Um, so that was that was pretty fascinating yeah i think this i think david wong in general uh and this book sometimes get a reputation as libertarian fiction yeah we because, mentioned that in the last episode because yeah. of that aspect of it and that may turn some people off right away because they assume this means like oh he's going to write a society where there aren't any rules and everything works out for everyone which is unrealistic it's not what this story is about at all it's 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 about a society without any rules to Bulu rasa and it shows the problems with that and says oh when you have an entirely unfettered uh system it can go wrong in really bad ways how mad were you when when what's the cat's name stink breath stench machine stench Stench, monster stench machine stench machine stench monster no, it was machine. Machine, stench machine. Pretty sure it was machine. Yeah. When stench machine went after the hologram of her, oh, of her father yes. in, the, in the library or the, the living room, I was like, I was reading it and the description of the cat, like noticing that it was the hologram and just the fury that infused it and it just went for it. I was like, I was laughing hysterically and I was also like, no, this is finally working. No, cat, God damn it absolutely no i had exactly the same reaction simultaneous anger Mm -hmm. and nodding and going yeah oh yeah no i've totally seen cats and dogs do things like that right that that really cracked me up and especially it may have been the most realistic action of any character in the book (laughs) to be honest it was kind of just it cracked me up because I was picturing it so clearly. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're they're pulling this off. Is that is that really him? Like, is that her? How did they how did they work this out? This is such a twist. I know. And, and then yeah, and then it all became clear. I did not figure out that it was a hologram until that moment either. I, I suspected it. it was a hologram. Mm-hmm. I remember I was actually on a run. I was coming right up the hill by Indianapolis Street. <laughs> I remember exactly remember exactly where I was when I was listening to that part. And I remember thinking like, huh. I wonder if this is a hologram. But then he wrote it so well. I'm like, wow. I mean, it could be a hologram, but that's pretty 
intricate, but these guys are pretty intricate. And like it had me guessing all the way until Stench Machine came and ruined it. Oh, Stench Machine. You're a, you're a fighter and a lover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, multi, multi, multi-clawed threat. <laughs> um, but it did make me want to check out some of his other books. Um, there's uh, John Dies at the End. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler! I know. And what's uh, what's the name of the other one? It's it's uh, I'm losing it in my memory right now. Um, but it's it's it was a pretty quick read, which I appreciate right now as well. So um, overall, I, I enjoyed it. I would recommend to read if you want something like kind of comic booky and fun, uh, also a little bit intensely violent. Um, this book is some full of, of spiders. Is the is one of the there one you of go. Others. That's is that right. the one you're after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Totally. Also not okay. Would you Would you recommend? I would recommend, yeah, with with caveats. I would ask people like, you know, how how cool are you with cartoon violence in a book, uh, but but intense, even if it's cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not graphically depicted, but it's depicted enough that it can shock you. Uh, and if you're okay with that, then I'd say, yeah, this is going to be a romp. This is going to be this is going to be fun. Uh, I I do think that I understand why some people are like, nope, not funny to me. Not, you know, I not my thing. I, I think there is something to see beyond that violence, but like some people just can't deal with sex scenes either, right? Right. For whatever reason, and and there might be a great story behind it, but they're like, nope, just not for me. And and I, I get that. But if you can work past that, or if it doesn't affect you that way, then I think it's a really fun story, really good story. And in fact, it created a trend here because essentially Molek. And all the enhanced people are superheroes. Mm -hmm. And as we move into the Rook, not to give too many spoilers, but it's a fantasy story where there are people with powers. So, Ooh, synergy. Yeah. I like it. We had a good segue into the next book. That's exciting. So yes, as Tom mentioned, uh, we're going to be starting a, uh, a new book next month, uh, starting tomorrow, actually. And that's going to be The Rook by Daniel O'Malley. Uh, pick it up wherever books are available. And if you want to buy it through our Amazon link, you can do so as well on the website. Yeah, and of course, I, I had this in my to read section already. I did too. Yeah, I was I was excited when I went and added it to currently reading. Yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm, I, I may start strategically choosing books that happen to already exist on my bookshelf here <laughs> in my office. It's not a bad, it's not a bad way to go. I'm not gonna lie. And it's speaking of book go. collections, by the way, um, if you are one of our twenty dollar and over uh, Patreon subscribers. And if you've already claimed a book from Lem's library, that will be going out this week. Um, So make sure you keep an eye for that. Uh, You can always let us know if you're interested in one of the books on Lem's library. If you are a Patreon member at $20 or more uh, by sending us a a message over on Patreon, we'll get the book out to you right away. Yeah, our show is currently entirely funded by you guys on on Patreon. Whether whether you're twenty dollars or one dollar an episode, you we take make all kinds. The show happen, and we appreciate it greatly. Head to Patreon.com/slash Sword and Laser to find okay. out more. That's right. And as I mentioned, you can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our other favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com. The website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157-SWORD6. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.
This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.